Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's your favorite host with the most, some, the bomb. Back with some more news. It is August now, August 2nd, 2019. Ooh, man. I feel like July just kind of like, like there was June and it was like normal. And then July just went, just right through that, right through that bitch. So that sucks because that means... Well, no, it's awesome because spooky season's coming, but it sucks because also snow is coming, and I hate the snow. Hate the snow. Hate the sleet. I hate the rain, but boy, I sure do hate the snow. Anyway, uh, man, let me tell you, I have just a, a a butt ton of news. I don't even know if that's a unit of measurement, but it is now. Okay, there is just a poop ton of news right now, and uh, ooh, yeah. So, uh, this one might be a long one. So, if you don't want to be a part of that, uh, you know. Well, you know, I get a lot of the time that... <laughs> I get a lot of time that people like the longer ones. Just because, like, they like it to be as long as, like, our regular podcast. But I try not to. <laughs> I always try and make it, like, 30 to 40 minutes. I used to try and make it 15 to 20. That didn't work out. That clearly didn't work out. There's just so much stuff. You know, you can't even, like, gauge it half the time. So, we're going to go through the... We're going to do the beginning stuff like we always do, and then we're going to do the the non-anime news, then take a break, and then there's literally a bunch of anime news, a, a, a bunch of it. So then we're going to do all that, okay? So yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it, okay? Uh, let's start off with the rights of sale again. You know they were having their 32-bit birthday sale? <clears throat> they were having their... 32-bit birthday sale. Now they have a 32-bit bonus stage where they extended the sale with some last chance items. Some of these things are like 20% off, 50% off, more than 50% off. Um, they say up to 95% on the thing, but I don't really, I, I doubt it. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, some of the stuff like, okay, like Gotcha Man Collector's Edition on Blu-ray, 150 bucks down to 90. So you're saving like, you're saving 60 bucks. That's pretty good. Uh, a lot of the Dragon Ball Super uh, Blu-rays are half price, so that's awesome. A lot of manga, Black Clover, again, Rising of Shield Hero manga. Star Blasters uh, 2202 is uh, the part one box set and the second box set are both on here. Legend of the Galactic Heroes, which I believe is the new one. Uh, that's on there a bunch literally a bunch of blu-rays and there's there's new blu-rays on here like recent season stuff so berserk the flame dragon knight novel there's a bunch of light novels and a bunch of manga a bunch of blu-rays just a ton of stuff oh i am hero omnibus volume nine manga omnibus volume nine i've never read that i heard it's one of those like um adult like hyper violent like crazy like like inuyashiki you know like i've have not read it but i've heard it's badass uh dude there's a ton of stuff on here hinamatsuri oh my god ton of stuff there's literally 20 some pages of stuff and it's like last chance stuff so it's like it's probably just like end stock stuff they're trying to get rid of honestly but whatever 
either way, let's get into it, shall we? First of all, though, they uh, uh, it just so happens that Harley Race, one of the legends of you know wrestling and uh, WWF WWE, passed away uh, just this past week. Uh, it sucks. Or actually, I think it was yesterday. They announced yeah that he passed away yesterday. He's a legend, man. He's awesome. He's the big guy with the fro and the mustache and the beard. He's been a champion. He was also a promoter and a trainer. So, like, he was, you know, training the upcoming people, too. And uh, also, the voice for Minnie Mouse, Russie Taylor, passes away, too. Uh, she was 75. Uh, I think she was, she was just, uh, she was getting some other diseases as she got older. And, yeah. So it sucks, man. The two legendary people. Um, but they, she also had roles in The Simpsons, DuckTales, Shin-Chan, and Pompoko. So, like, I mean, that's another reason why it's just like, oh, it's that much more kind of painful, you know. But, yeah. So, Harley Race, Rusty Taylor, this episode's for you. Love you guys. All right, let's get into it. Non-anime news, okay? Here we go. I got some comic book news here and some other things. Uh... There's this new movie coming out called Little Monsters, and it has Lupita Nyong'o and uh, uh, Josh Gad. I think it's like a it, <laughs> it's like a, a horror comedy, and horror comedies are always great because they're they're gory but they're funny. Um, but apparently, a military experiment goes wrong, and Nyong'o's character leads her kindergarten class along with the chaperone and children's television host, played by Josh Gad through resulting in gory chaos in an attempt to shield the impressionable kindergartners from the bloody horror on them. The adults attempt to explain off the, off the escalating situation as elaborate games of tag and the abundant viscera is jammed with stern instructions not to taste it. Yeah. It's like black comedy zombie film, which we've had a lot in recent years. There's a lot of like, it's really easy to make horror comedy with zombies because zombies can be seen as horrifying and ridiculous but I also love Lupita Nyong'o, and I love horror comedies, so it might be good. It might be good. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Dungeons & Dragons movie, this was announced, like, a bit ago, but um, they, they're they're trying to get the guy who did Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, the writers and directors, to do it. Uh, writers Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, uh, they, were, they were talking with Paramount to do the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons movie. Uh, if you don't remember... There was a while ago where I do believe we had a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I and I think it was it it was really bad. <laughs> it was it was terrible. Uh, but like because they had too much like action, it was like an action comedy almost. But I don't think it meant to be a comedy. They just had too much comic relief in it that made it kind of ridiculous. I don't know. But uh, yeah, let's uh, you know let's hope for the best. You know, like obviously the home Spider Man Homecoming was awesome, which I still haven't seen yet. I still haven't seen Into the Spider Verse either but you know there's a lot of great action fantasy directors out there right now that could tackle that and i think that's going to be cool uh bruce lee's daughter uh she apparently uh did not like the portrayal of her dad in quentin tarantino's new film once upon a time in hollywood the film itself, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I keep hearing that it was really good, and I also keep hearing that it was boring and not terrible, but not, like, really good. You know what I mean? Um, 
but yeah, he was played by Mike Mo. Shout out to Mike Mo. He's really cool. He uh, I don't know him personally, but I have a I have a friend who went to college with him, and apparently he's an awesome guy. He also played Ryu in the Street Fighter Assassin's Fist movie and in the Street Fighter Five Resurrection movie. But yeah, Shannon Lee uh, was not happy, uh, and she was just she basically she said. I understand they want to make the Brad Pitt character the super badass who could beat up Bruce Lee, but they didn't need to treat him in the way that White Hollywood did when he was alive. While Lee felt Moe's acting, specifically his manners and voices, captured her father visually, she was uncomfortable that the film compounded the racism and treatment of Asian Americans in the industry. Similarly, Lee pointed out her father would often be challenged to fights on set and avoided them rather than actively seeking them out to prove himself. You know, it's it's really weird because I think Quentin Tarantino obviously is not shy about showing blatant racism in his films. And I think maybe he wanted to show an exaggerated version of that to show how they might have treated Bruce Lee. Because, like, Bruce Lee often didn't talk about it, you know what I mean? So maybe Quentin Tarantino himself, being a huge fan of Bruce Lee and martial arts films in general probably wanted to be like no this is what they fucking did to him and here's an exaggerated version of it and maybe shannon lee didn't appreciate it that much i don't know she i know she's currently the owner of like all of his stuff and her brother's stuff so it probably she probably didn't like how it, they made them him look or whatever but i haven't seen the film yet and i haven't actually watched that scene i was trying to find it on youtube but i couldn't find it but yeah let me know if you've seen that movie let me know how you think about it Bandai Namco opening up studio focused on mobile games. You know what? I'm not even going to read that fucking article. That just is fucking dumb. Okay, like, mobile games are cool, okay? Like, sometimes they can be cool. And a lot of people play them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on that. I just, like, when Konami did it, <laughs> you know, it just... <sighs> I don't know, man. It, it you, you're, you're always afraid that they're going to start going, like, the EA games route or Activision route. And it's like, ugh, God... Just trying to make money off microtransactions or something. It's like, I really wish that. Th I'm sorry. Mobile gaming is never going to be. This is just my personal opinion. Mobile gaming is never going to replace console gaming. It's just not. Or PC gaming. If it does, then I'm going to go kick a puppy because that's bullcrap. Like, it's, it's just not going to happen. And if it does, that'll be shitty. Anyway. Uh, Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty game is getting a lot of hype. There's going to be like 20 on 20 matches, 80 on 80 matches you could do. And it, it's just called Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is hilarious because it's like, okay, I thought there was already a Modern Warfare, but I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's weird. You know, it's, it's funny because a lot of the comments I've seen on this is people being like, uh, you know, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to play another Call of Duty game where it's just a bunch of DLC microtransaction bullcrap, you know, but the stuff they've revealed about it so far is keeping people interested. So it's like people are worried that they're going to fall for it again, which I totally understand that worry. You know, I, I'd be too. It's like, that's how I feel with fighting games and Capcom right now. You know, speaking of Capcom and fighting games, Street Fighter five revealed E Honda officer Lucia and poison coming to Street Fighter V Arcade Edition on August 4th. So just a couple days from now. Evo is happening right now. So, like, if you're not following Evo, you know, check that out. They're probably going to showcase more of that uh, as uh, the weekend goes on and stuff. So that's going to be sick. It's going to be cool, man. It's going to be really cool. I'm excited. 
It kind of makes me want to reinstall Street Fighter Five because I love Poison. She's my favorite. I love her so much. And the fact that they're putting Officer Lucia, another uh, hero from Final Fa- Final Fight, uh, into the Street Fighter game is fucking cool. Like, because it's always been Cody and then villains, and Cody is kind of a was kind of a villain in the beginning, you know. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see more of the good characters. I'm sure people are, are also mad, though, because it's like, why not Hagar? Like, fucking bring Hagar in here, because, like, he's awesome. But Mike Hagar is currently not the mayor of Metro City, so there's that. Uh, Tyler Ninja Blevins, the streamer Ninja, to stream exclusively on Mixer, which is Microsoft's streaming service. He is no longer going to be streaming on Twitch, and he will be streaming exclusively on Microsoft's uh, streaming service Mixer. They have aggressively been pursuing exclusivity opportunities this past year, buying up the likes of Obsidian, Double Fine, and Ninja Theory, and it makes sense that they would pursue pursue streaming exclusive opportunities as well for its channel. And they got Ninja, so there you go. He posted on his Twitter account a little a little trailer video where you can go mixer.com slash ninja if you're interested. Uh, dude, this is really cool. I, I tried this the other day, and it works. The original Diablo is now playable in your browser. All you have to do is download the source code and you just open up your browser and you drag and drop on your your URL window. And it basically plays the version of Diablo 1 where it's you don't have to have the disc. And so you play as like the fighter class or warrior class for like the first two dungeons and I think after that you can change it. But yeah, it's awesome. It works. So if you want to do that, Honestly, I would just buy it on Steam, though, if I were you, or Blizzard, wherever you can buy it, because, you know, it, whatever. But it, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's a classic game. I love Diablo. I love Diablo 2. So, the U, the new Universal Studios theme park will probably have a Nintendo section. That is exciting. That is exciting. Um, th- th- Like I told you before, there was also that other park, the Nintendo park that was happening. But yeah, it's unveiled plans for a new theme park in Orlando called Epic Universe. And there's going to be a little Nintendo section in there. And there's also going to be like Harry Potter and some other some other things in there. So that's exciting. Nintendo coming to the forefront with parks now. That's awesome. Epic Game Store now has a cloud saves for select titles. So if you play any, you know, Epic Games <clears throat> games you can now have your save data on uh, an Epic Games Cloud. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, sometimes you change PC parts or you upgrade PCs and there's all this hubbub about backing up all your stuff and that can be confusing for some people. But uh, another, another side of that, that might be dangerous because, you know, if anything ever happens to their shit, then it's all your shit's gone, you know. But Star Trek Picard comic and novel prequels to hit before show airs. Man, this show looks fucking cool. Basically, it's called Star Trek Picard, and it follows uh, Captain uh, Picard. I I don't know how it's going to tie into the 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 universe or the series or whatever, but freaking, you know, it's 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 Patrick Stewart again coming back to reprise his role and just just being generally awesome. So that's exciting. Showtime's Halo TV show casts Cortana and more. Dude, fucking Cortana. Ah, that's awesome. They announced that Natasha McElhone, I probably pronounced that super wrong, is going to play Dr. Halsey and Cortana. 
She's a British actress. She's best known for her roles in Ronin, The Truman Show, and uh, Solaris. Uh, yeah, she's awesome, dude. She's cool. So she will be playing Dr. Halsey in Cortana. I'm excited for this show. You know, Showtime, they do pretty good. So that's going to be cool. Uh, Riot Games' Tom Cannon confirms the studio is working on a fighting game. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> that's like... I mean... I got I got personal gripes with Riot Games, but that's my problem and not yours. But I'll just say this. Uh, I've seen a lot of League of Legends players complaining that they their shit now is not even balanced. And for them to do a fighting game is just like, you know, I don't know about all that noise. <laughs> anyway, I got some... Uh, big pieces at the end to talk about with some opinion, you know? So we're going to do that. And then uh, let's get into the anime news, but real quick, let's take a break right here. Boom. Check that out for me. Okay. And always links on anime summit.net. You can go there and find everything. Just type in links on anime summit.net. There's everything is right there for you. You can hit our social medias where to listen our discords there. And I think Quoka put the Patreon on there. And if not, you can just go to patreoncom slash anime summit, become a donor today. Um, me and Nick and Danny, uh, and Quoka are rolling out some stuff. Hopefully soon. A lot of the stuff that's going to be, um, exclusive to patrons coming up is participation stuff. So voting on topics, um, be on the newscast with me, you know, um, and some other things. So it's going to be participation stuff at first and things like that, um, that you will have a say and how we do stuff to kind of just make our community bigger and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I do want to get these pieces of news out of the way. And I don't mean that in a negative way, like, oh, I'm sick of talking about it or whatever. I just want to address it right away just because I think it's important. Um, but Kyoto Animation, um, the police have revealed 10 names of, of, of some of the victims. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I foresee that I want to dedicate the next 15 million podcasts I do to these guys. It just... It's really, it's really sad. Um, 35 people have perished and it's, it's really scary. So, but also there's two, uh, there's two bits of good news here. They received a huge donation from, uh, Yoshiki, who is, uh, a band member of the awesome band X Japan. He donated 10 million yen, which is about $94,000 to support the victims of the fire. Um, they're a very popular, popular band. They make a lot of cool music. They've done music for anime and, uh, he donated that much money to them, uh, through the Yoshiki foundation. And he, uh, transferred the donations straight to Kyo Annie's, uh, bank account that they opened. So that's awesome. Shout out to Yoshiki. Also, the next bit of news about it is that they recovered data from a server after the fire so uh the server was isolated in a separate room apparently completely surrounded by concrete on the building's first floor the room was apart from the staircase area in which the guy entered and all that stuff but they were able to recover um 
about like you know that server so that's awesome i know i know i know a lot of people including the the survivors themselves were worried about all that stuff so he didn't specify what data the server contained but you can just assume that it at least has something that will help them and and you know if not all of it you know so that's that's great that's great news whatever they can recover you know even if it's just regular you know staff data or whatever you know so that's great one last thing is that they posted a message um a couple days ago they posted a message to everyone basically thanking everyone and I'll just read it from you right quick. It's it, it, it's for from the CEO, uh, Hideaki Hata. An unprecedented atrocity has robbed many of our friends and colleagues of their bright futures and has left many people deeply injured. News from all over the world tells us that amazingly many number of people has sent us their hearts and prayers, which are like candles in the darkness, for those of us trapped in the darkness of deepest grief. There are many friends and colleagues who are hospitalized and suffering, fighting for their lives. Please give us some time. We promise that Kyoto Animation will continue to create animation that help people have dreams, hope, and impress them. Kyoto Animation will continue to make its employees and staff lead happy lives and contribute to society and local community. I assure you that Kyoto Animation will not give up. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. Hedeyaki Hata. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. You know, that's that's really good. And it's, it's a real tragic real tragic thing and they're just trying to keep on fighting and take it day by day so that's awesome i just wanted to say that and uh mention kyoani more kyoani news really quick before we got into the rest of it so shout out to kyoani and shout out to yoshiki for that big donation that's awesome they've they've accrued millions of dollars and that's that's awesome because some of that stuff is you know a lot all i'm sure all the equipment that that the artists and all the equipment that the secretaries and staff used, you know, that's just that by itself. Oh, man. Anyway, shout out to KyoAni, okay? We got you. Um, dude, so let's get into the anime news, shall we? Um, Hand Dead Anthem is this new project. And I don't, it doesn't say if it's supposed to be like a mobile game or some kind of app or an anime or a movie or a musical thing. But with the recent news that the undead idol comedy Zombieland Saga will get a sequel season, it was only a matter of time before we got more musical ghoul content. Enter the character project, Hand Dead Anthem. So it's a, they say it's a character project. I don't know what that means. But it's a bunch of really, really, really hot, sexy idol guys. And there's like there's like four groups. There's 16 characters with four members each. Or four groups with four members each with 16 characters. And they're being voiced by only like four different people which is crazy um but yeah it's it's supposed to be like edm style music too it's like gonna be like techno edm techno pop that kind of thing but yeah it looks really cool it looks really awesome uh the k it's being done by the k4 company so there you go check that out macross delta voice actress wakana kingyo leaves agency uh she changed her name to wakana minami um, but as of July 31st, she left Aoni Production, and she was affiliated with the agency for four years. She didn't really specify why. She just said on her Twitter account that that was happening. I had heard some stuff that there was, you know, like, not, like, abuse or things like that, but just, like, the way they treat staff wasn't very well, and their actresses and actors they didn't treat very well. 
but she announced that she joined Bushy Road Group's Hibiki agency on August 1st. So, but for those of you who don't know, she did Macross Delta's Elizabeth. She was in My Hero Academia, Dragon Ball Super. She was in Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, Waka Okami wo Shogakuse, and a bunch of stuff. So she's a very famous actress. So people were kind of like, ooh, shoot. This news is fucking dope. Super Robot Wars 5, or V. I don't know if it's 5 or V. I think it's just V. Uh, Switch, PC Game Streams trailer. This is so exciting. So, so exciting. It's going to be coming out uh, for PC via Steam on an undetermined date. And we'll release the game for Switch in English in Southeast Asia on October 3rd. So that's exciting. Um, we did get it on PS4, but it's now coming to the Switch and Steam. So that's, ooh, that's exciting. You know what? I might buy it for PS4 just because I totally, I totally forgot this was on PS4 in English. And I don't have a lot of PS4 games, and I love my PS4. I just barely use it. <laughs> I got too many games on my computer. But, yeah, dude, so if you haven't played Super Robot Wars, it's a really fun game. It's really sick. If you ever played like Namco Cross Capcom or Project Cross Zone, it's a tactical RPG kind of like that, um, where you kind of you move your characters or your units, and you face off and square off with another unit, and it goes into like a separate screen. Um, you don't control what the robot does when it gets to that screen, like you do in Project Cross Zone. But it's basically just a tactical RPG. It's fucking dope. Assassin's Pride. Okay, so just so you know, I have like a lot of upcoming hype anime upcoming anime hype like sprinkled throughout here because there's just so much news and i just didn't put them all in order but you know we're part way through summer season now so there's a couple of them in here um assassin's pride anime reveals more cast and english subtitled video i the character designs are great i love these these sexy outfits that these girls are wearing it's like these they're like almost like white and red like idle lolly dresses i don't know they look they look super cute and the guy the one of the guy characters his name is father he's wearing like this awesome coat it's like cut in the middle but it drapes down in the back and then there's another character named williams Jin who's got like this fucking cloak thing uh the series takes place in a world where only those from noble families have the mana or mana whatever to be able to fight against monsters kufa is a noble born to a duke's family who is sent to tutor a young woman named Mil- Melida. If if it turns out that Melida has no talent with mana, Kufa is secretly is secretly instructed to assassinate her. So yeah, there you go. Uh it's based off a light novel, so check that out. Uh Youth Olympic track star Noah Lyles adds Super Saiyan power before race. Um they interviewed him after the race and they were like, Oh, you got like some sheen or silver in your hair and he was like, I'm a Dragon Ball fan and you got to go Ultra Instinct for finals. And the commentator was like, what's Ultra Instinct? And he was like, Ultra Instinct Goku goes Ultra Instinct for his final form. And the commentator turns to the camera and was like, does anyone know what who that is or what Ultra Instinct is? And Lyle was just like, I think they know. Don't worry. We'll get you hip. <laughs> so, like, he is the world record holder for the indoor 300-meter dash, and he won the gold medal at 2014 Youth Olympic Games and at the 2016 World U-20 Championships. So that's that's pretty dope. I just I always like those things. They're super fun and interesting. I thought that was really cool. A uh, record of Lotus War side-scrolling game launches on Steam in spring 2020. If you don't know what Record of Lotus War is, it's a pretty pretty classic anime, and they're making like a new novel, um, starting like I think it actually just came out like like a couple, like a week ago. 
they they started a new novel series with it in the franchise after 12 years of not having anything um yeah record of lotus war is really cool it's like a fantasy medieval kind of uh night thing it's it's really dope i actually have not seen it in a long time i watched it when i was a kid and um but i, I kind of want to rewatch it uh it's, it's shout out to shadow seraph for kind of re-sparking my interest in it a couple years ago but yeah they're coming out with this cool side-scrolling game it looks super sick I don't know if it's going to be like Metroidvania like at all, but it kind of looks that way to be honest with you. But yeah, if you're a fan of Record of Lotus War, check that out. Uh, here's some more upcoming anime hype. Val X Love. The official website for the television anime adaptation, Ryosuke Asakara's Val X Love manga revealed three more characters and their cast members. Yo. Uh, some of these people were on that last one I just read too. Um Got a flirt to save the world. High schooler Takuma Akutsu is terrified of human contact and just wants to live a quiet life. Too bad he doesn't have a choice in the matter when nine Valkyrie sisters come barging into his home. They've tasked him with raising their level to fight off the monsters threatening humanity. And how he will do that exactly? By getting down and dirty to the max. <laughs> Sounds fucking stupid. Do you guys remember that HXH Gakuin whatever the hell it was called and the guy basically had to have like not sex, but kind of sex. I don't know. He basically had to sit in a bed with him and rub it on, rub it, rub up on him and shit to make their power power suits like work and shit is dumb. I don't know. We'll see. You know, it's, it's probably gonna be such trash that Nick is gonna watch it. <laughs> um, Crunchyroll removes English dubs for Senko-san, Strike Witches Five Hundred First, Isekai Quartet, and Million Arthur Season Two. You know what? I always talk about Crunchyroll adding and removing stuff, and I, there's no reason why they do it. Or at least they don't. There probably is a reason, but they don't say it. So I'm going to stop reading these. These are fucking dumb. Crunchyroll's just been doing some weird shit lately for the past couple of years. Just adding shit randomly. That time where they, like, removed season two of My Hero, but, like, left one and three up or whatever. I don't know. You guys are weird. That's fucking weird. You're weird. Project Anima Anime, Saxon Guns, reveal staff and cast. Um, this is, I, I don't know if this is based on a manga or, or Project Anima accepted story submissions from the general public through Dina's Manga Box. Oh, okay. Okay. Dude, this is really cool. And apparently it's going to have like a mecha designer and everything. This doesn't really say what it's about though, but uh, the, the story's protagonist is a guy named Gagamba and his daughter. Uh, Memenpu. It doesn't really say what it's about, but it looks fucking cool. The anime is slated for a 2020 broadcast. You know what? When more news comes about about this, I'll, I'll keep this down in my notes. Uh, I'll I'll talk about it because that's really cool. It's like this is one of those uh, Dina's manga box uh, story submissions. Uh, cool Japan Fund invests 30 million dollars. That's U.S. dollars, by 30 million U.S. dollars in Sentai Holdings. Cool Japan Fund, the public-private company that the Japanese government employs to fund projects as part of its Cool Japan program. This was the program I talked about, was it last week on the newscast? They're trying to do this thing, Japan is trying to do this thing where they are trying to fund programs that brings anime um, to more places in the world. I think that was last week I talked about that, right? It was either last week or a couple weeks ago before we did the Kyo newscast. But... They, there's the, the, the fund for it um, from the Japanese government. They have invested $30 million into Sentai Holdings, which is the parent company of Sentai Filmworks, High Dive, and Anime Network. 
The announcement noted that Sentai's independent statue, statutes makes it a rarity in North America as a licensor of Japanese anime. And the Sentai Filmworks CEO, John Ledford, added that the investment allows the company to further its potential by expanding and deepening its long-running support of the Japanese anime industry. That is freaking cool. And it's especially cool since Sentai Filmwork also had, they like launched that GoFundMe for KyoAni and donated their own money to it and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. You know, th- this will give them a chance to, to be bigger and, uh, you know, possibly help uh, not just KyoAni, but other many studios get on the up and up, you know? So that's really cool. And bring, bring an anime. I'm down with this Japanese government program, bringing anime more to the world and stuff. I'm down with it. It's really cool. $30 million. That's a lot of money. Number 24, Rugby Anime reveals cast, characters, more staff, and January debut. Hey, these guys are fucking hot. <laughs> these guys are sexy. Danny's going to watch this. I know she's going to watch it. If she watches it, I'm totally going to watch this. They look hot. The official website for Movix, number 24, original rugby television anime, revealed on Friday the anime's cast, characters, and additional staff, and... Things like that. And, ooh, look at these visuals. These character designs. The anime's college rugby story centers on Natsusa Yuzuki, who expects to be an ace on the rugby team when he enrolls in college. However, he is no longer able to play rugby due to certain circumstances. Ibuki Yoeka is an older fellow student who quit rugby. And there's a bunch of other character stories that get into it. So I'm, I'm assuming it's not just about the this Natsusa Yuzuki guy. It's about all of them. So, yeah, that's it's another rugby anime, but it looks more like... um. What's that other one that just came out? Was it called All Out? That one is more shonen looking and shonen-y kind of with the big muscles and the big butts. This one looks like it's more of like it's got more story and drama to it, kind of like Run With The Wind and the archery one and Hanibato. This one kind of looks like that. So if you're into that, check that out, would you? Uh, okay, so th- this is news that I didn't cover on the the last one. I should have, but I didn't. But Iw- the Iwate Prefecture... Um, what they started doing was putting painting manhole covers with rock and ground Pokemon. And they just announced, or they just done not just announced, but just rolled out more uh, covers. And they released like a little visual of all of the Pokemon they've put. So I, I can't name some of these because some of these are newer ones that I don't know of, but there's um, uh, like Kabuto, Onyx, Shuckle, Ammonite, Nosepass, uh, Rhyhorn. There's that dog with a puppy, the puppy dog, puppy dog face. Oh, whoa, the names are right here. Aaron. There's Aaron, and uh, Shieldon, Tyrant, Rockruff, and uh, Larvitar. Yeah, Rockruff. That's the fucking dog. The rock dog. He looks like a dog. He's a dog face. Dude, these are cool, man. They look super cute. I wish America would do more stuff like this. Just paint like regular city stuff like all the time well they, they do they do do that i shouldn't I shouldn't say that but but with anime characters how about that let's fucking paint the bus station with a bunch of avas me and nick are gonna go do that we're just gonna go vandalize bus stations and draw avas on them DiGiorno pizza gives jojo bizarre adventure golden wind finale a shout out <laughs> yeah dude DiGiorno pizza they tweeted it's not gold it's not gold experience it's gold experience requiem <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm not a big fan of DiGiorno Pizza, but whenever fucking companies, American companies like that, give shout-outs to nerd stuff, it's always awesome to me. Uh, J Novel Club licenses Sexiled. My sexist party leader kicked me out, so I teamed up with a mythical sorceress. Sorceress novels. Uh, they 
license these novels, uh, J Novel Club, which is I think is an American uh, or North American uh, company that licenses uh, light novels. But yeah, this is called Sexiles Sexiled. My sexiest party leader kicked me out, so I teamed up with a mythical sorceress. Um, it's about a girl named Tanya Arnimachov, who's a talented mage class adventurer who just got kicked out of her party by a sexist scumbag. So what's a girl to do? Go to the wasteland and blow stuff up, of course. One small problem. She inadvertently frees a mythical sorceress named Lapless, who was sealed away for the past 300 years. That's hilarious. That's really funny. Yeah, you know, the character design is really cute, though. It's by um, Amego Kurata and art done by Kazutomo Miya. I, you know what? It'd be really cool to see an anime of this. I'd be, I'd be very excited to see that. It looks really cool. Uh, here's some more. Kandagawa Jet Girls anime reveals video cast in October premiere. So this is probably going to come fall, right? Uh, it's based on a game, I guess, and uh, a manga. But it's supposed to be like, what do you call those? Jets, Jenna Jet Ski. But like, it's a jet ski. The little water things that you, you ride. It's like a motorcycle, but in the water. I've to, I'm totally blanking on what those are called. <laughs> a jet, not a jet, jet ski? Is that what they're called? I don't fucking know. But it's a it's an anime where they ride those things. And it's high school. It's like a high school girl club thing, it seems like. But Oh, yeah, jet ski. Yeah, who compete in jet ski races. That's what they're called. But it's like in the future, though. So they look all futuristic and cool. You remember that game Wave Race on the Nintendo 64? That game was fucking cool. Anyway. That looks really good, actually. The art on that looks really good. Um, Urashima Sakata-sen no Nichijo anime shorts video reveals October 2 premiere. Uh, the anime centers around the members of the real-world four-member male vocal unit Urashima Sakata-sen, Uratanuki, Shima Tonari no Sakata, and Senra appear in the shorts as high school students. Each member of the vocal unit voices his likeness in the anime. Oh, so this is a real group, and they're voicing their little... Okay, I get it. I get it. That's kind of cute. So if you're into that shit... they look, Actually, I might just watch it just because it looks super cute, to be honest with you. I don't know nothing about who this group is, but it looks really good. <laughs> it's uh, by Gainax Kyoto. So there you go. Digimon Re-Arise. Man, what's with all the re-renames? Anime Summit Re-Summit. Re-Anime Summit. Digimon Re-Arise smartphone game heads west this year. Bandai Namco Entertainment announced on Wednesday that its Digimon Re-Arise smartphone game will get a western release this year. Bandai Namco Entertainment posted an English trailer for the game on its channel. It looks pretty cool. An unknown Digimon calling itself Harasmon has appeared in your smartphone. Suddenly, a mysterious force known as Spirals Attack. This is the tale of your Digimon's Re-Arise. Dive into the story of new faces and old friends in this friendship digivolving RPG. Man, I hope it's good. Hope it's good. Hope it's good. There's been a lot of Digimon mobile shit that's been coming out, and it just hasn't been, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I, I tried to review these. I was going to review the Gundam one, the Gundam Gunpla one that just came out, and I totally forgot to do that, so I'll do that on the next newscast for you. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I love I love trying to play them because they're cool, you know. Ascendance of a Bookworm anime reveals 14-episode length and October 2nd debut, so now there's another one coming in the fall. This is the one about the girl who's like, she gets transferred to another world and um, she dies and gets reborn in another world. She knows nothing about and there's like no books and shit. So like everyone else has a very low literacy rate and she starts uh, making them herself and 
becomes a librarian of stories and shit like that. It honestly looks really cute. It doesn't seem like your typical bullcrap isekai. This is actually supposed to be something that's kind of kind of cool and kind of cute and and you know, if you're a bookworm, you know, I, which I'm I'm personally I'm not. I don't read a lot of books, <laughs> but like um, you know, this seems like kind of a, a really cool idea for an anime. My Hero Academia Heroes Rising uh they put a new film teaser out and they teased the villain. Uh it doesn't say who it is, but then they also said that one of the villains or one of the heroes is also a traitor. And I don't know if this is going to be canon or not. It probably won't be. I don't know. But it does look fucking cool. I'm excited. And it looks it looks like fucking Kotsky and, and Midoriya are actually going to, you know, be fucking cool to each other for once, you know, and shit. Uh, <laughs> this is really funny. Speaking of My Hero, Italian Bank pulls ad with My Hero Academia reference after Reddit post. The Italian bank Banca de Ripetronzoni e del Fermano, uh, they had an ad that featured My Hero Academia characters, but they just recolored them. So, like, there's <laughs> there's this poster, this My Hero poster, where it's like it's like Deku, Todoroki, Katsuki, Ida, Suyu, and uh, Uraraka, and uh, the Rock guy. I forgot his fucking name already. Uh, but, like, they're, like, running. They basically took Midoriya, uh, Uraraka, Suyu, and Ida, photoshopped them out, re-kind of drew them a little bit, and recolored them, and put them in this bank ad. Like, it's blatantly obvious that that's who they are. And it just looks really funny. You should just look it up. Uh, look up Italian Bank My Hero Academia. And <laughs> they... Uh, got in trouble right away and they had to take it down um they have not issued a statement on the matter but it's pretty funny it's just so funny when people just like blatantly it's so like (laughs) like how do you not fucking know you know what i mean like come on dude come on uh studio Kara produces shin ultraman film for 2021 (gasps) oh shit first they had shin godzilla that came out a couple years ago 2017 i think it was that ano worked on um, Studio Kara announced on Thursday that it's producing a Shin Ultraman film for release in 2021. Shin Godzilla director Shinji Higuchi and his Higuchi Gumi team are helming the project, and Evangelion creator Hideaki Anno is in charge of planning and scripts. A draft of the script was completed on February 5th, and Anno will focus on the project after completing Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. Studio Kara's new Evangelion film, Toho, will distribute Shin Ultraman. That is pretty cool. You know what? I'm excited for that. What's really cool about it also is that for Evangelion, there's a lot of cinematography and, and homages and certain shots that are homages to Kaiju and uh, Tokusatsu big hero stuff, you know? So Ano was inspired by that stuff. And he also, he, and then, you know, 20 some years later, he got to work on a Godzilla movie and now he's getting to work on an Ultraman movie. So that's pretty cool. I still have not seen Shin Godzilla. It did come to theaters here, like in America and a bunch of other places um, all over the country. And I never, I didn't go to see it. But yeah, dude, that's exciting. I I love Ultraman and I love Godzilla and it's Ano, so it's fucking dope. Uh, For those of you who play Pokemon Go, you probably saw this already. Um, But they have just introduced the Team Rocket portion of the game and they hijacked the Pokemon Go Japanese Twitter account 
and they were like posting like just random ass shit. It was really funny. It was really cool. It makes that part of like social media really awesome. It kind of gives you this alternate world to escape in. It's like Team Rocket is just fucking around being being dicks and stealing shit and hijacking the Twitter account. It's pretty cool. So yeah, if you play Pokemon Go, you probably already saw it already, but yeah, I thought that was worth mentioning. If you want to go look at the pictures they they took and post on the Twitter, just go to Pokemon uh, Go's Japanese Twitter account. Kosakushima manga gets a new series in August. Uh, since 1983, Hirokane has been depicting the corporate rise of a Japanese executive named Kosakushima. With every change in job title the main character receives, the manga title also changes. The manga began under the name Kachoshima Kosaku, Section Chief Kosakushima. And... Yeah, that's this is really weird. Like, I this is a, apparently I've just heard about this today. Okay, but apparently there's this business guy named Kosakushima, and it it launched in Morning Magazine in August 2013, and uh, Kenshi Hirokane has been writing mangas about this guy. Every time he just ever since he got a job, every time the job changes, the, the the manga title changes and it's like they're getting a new it's getting a new series so that's really weird i just thought that was really interesting you guys should look it up look up kosakushima manga and just look at the history of it it's pretty cool i thought that was worth mentioning sunrise launches new gundam channel for streaming on youtube which is really cool because um they had the gundam official youtube channel and then they had like the Gunpla one, and then they started just releasing anime on the Gunpla one. But now they launched a new Gundam channel YouTube channel. The channel already has the first three episodes of twenty two series in the Gundam franchise. The channel is also adding episodes three to thirteen of Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero, Mobile Fighter G Gundam, and Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. With one new episode available on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays every week, the new channel will add the entire first Mobile Suit Gundam series with one new episode every Friday. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, it doesn't say anything about it being premium or anything like that. It just says that they're making a YouTube channel and you can go here and watch Gundam. So, uh, there's no excuse now. Now you gotta watch Gundam. It's just, it's right there. Here's some more upcoming anime hype. Kono Oto Tomurai Sounds of Life anime reveals new song October 5th debut for second half. This is mostly fall stuff I'm talking about. But in the story... Takezo is the last remaining member of the Koto Club, a club dedicated to the traditional Japanese string instrument. If he doesn't find new members, the Koto Club will be terminated. <laughs> I'm so sick of that club trope. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. But it looks pretty cool. It, it, the art style looks pretty good. And uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, you know. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, though. One of these characters looks straight up like Kosei from Your Lion April. Straight up. Short black hair with glasses. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Grisaya Phantom Trigger Stargazer Anime's crowdfunding reaches goal. Um, they started a, a, a crowdfunding campaign. I don't know if it was on Kickstarter or some other website. For Grisaya Phantom Trigger, the animation Stargazer, which is the sequel to the anime's uh, Grisaya Phantom Trigger game. It reached 10 million yen, which is about 90 some thousand dollars, less than 24 hours after it launched on July 26. As of press time, the campaign has raised... Hundred thirty three thousand dollars. So it's definitely way more than its gold. The first anime opened on March fifteen on Tokyo's EJ Anime Theater Shinjuku and at four other locations, and is debuted simultaneously 
in 2018 with region-free Blu-ray discs and everything. So, yeah, apparently people have been wanting a sequel to this shit, and now we're finally getting one because of crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is awesome. Uh, Jinji Ito's Tomi manga, Tomi, Tomi manga inspires live-action series. The Hills Have Eyes Alexandre Aja direct series for Kiwi streaming service. Streaming service Kiwi, Quibi, or Quibi, Quibi, announced on Wednesday that it's producing a live-action series adaptation of Junji Ito's Tomi manga. The series will have episodes that are less than 10 minutes in length, and Alexandre Aja, who directed The Hills of Eyes, is directing the series. Uh, David Leslie Johnson, McGoldrick, who did The Conjuring, is penning the series. Both are also serving as executive producers, while Hiroka Shirota is the co-producer. I don't... I'm gonna just going to say this right now. Because it's not Japanese people doing it, I don't know if they're going to make it take place in Japan or they're going to do a Death Note thing where they just retell the story but in an American setting. So not, which in my opinion, I don't think is whitewashing. I think that's just taking the story and reimagining it somewhere else. Um, I, I, I don't know if it doesn't really say. Um, but the the, it, the it's going to be on Quibi, whatever that is. I've never, short for Quick Bites, describes itself as coming from Hollywood and Silicon Valley, stating it will stream Quick Bites of captivating entertainment created for mobile by the best talent designed to fit perfectly into any moment of your day. The platform is set to launch in North America on April 6, 2020. Uh, and Jeffrey Kotzenberg, who's the co-founder of DreamWorks Animation, is partnering with former eBay CEO Meg Whitman to launch the service. And this is one of the first things that's going to be on it. So, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how they're going to do that. I honestly, I'm just saying, I'm, the reason I bring it up is just a heads up because I know people are going to obviously, who are longtime fans of Jinji Ito are probably going to be upset if it is something like that. But to be honest with you, I, I, I think this is a kind of story you could literally do in any other kind of setting. Like you really could do it in an American or a UK setting or even a, a Chinese setting, you know, or whatever, you know. Um, it's it's just about Tomi Kawamaki, who's a femme fatale, and she gets murdered again and again, you know. So it's like, I don't know. I honestly would love to see it in Japanese, though. There is a Japanese live-action Tomi movie series, though. They got, like, seven films on that bitch. So, I mean, if you want to watch that, you totally can. Um, but, yeah. Dude. Discotech is on some shit. They've been doing some crazy shit and licensing all kinds of shit as much as they can, which is really cool. Um, they license Symphogear, Dokoro-chan, Metabots, Cleopatra, Battery Great Passage, and more anime. Tons of stuff. Uh, City Hunter Shinjuku Private Eyes. They are going to be releasing Space, Advent Space Adventure Cobra, which if you've never seen that, it's a classic, uh, classic anime, but they're doing it with the movie. Um, which I believe came out recently, uh, I think 2000, 2000, or no, this is the 1982 film. Okay, I thought there was a new movie. But yeah, that's crazy, man. Discotech is always, they're always on some shit. Thunderbolt Fantasy Seiyu Genka Theatrical Works second promo video reveals October 25th debut. The official website for Thunderbolt Fantasy franchise revealed on Sunday that the previously revealed new video work in the franchise titled Thunderbolt Fantasy Seiyu Genka is a theatrical project that will open in Japan October 25th. So this is a movie. Um, if you've never seen Thunderbolt Fantasy, it's 
It's dope. I love it. It's fun. <laughs> man, it's fucking cool. Anime of the anime of the all time. Greatest anime of all time is the goat. Uh, but yeah, me and Nick love it. It's fucking dope. Uh, Rifle is beautiful. TV anime reveals theme song info. October thirteen debut. Um, it's it's like about some idol girls, but they got some rifles. The manga story follows Hikari Kokura, an incoming high school student who is excited to join her school's shooting club. However, when she gets there, she learns that the club has been shut down, so she must revive it. Yeah, so it's like a you know it's like hobby shooting, you know, with like the discs, I think, and things like that, or the five shot, like the Olympic five shot. If you've never heard of that, um, that's kind of like what the rifles look like. To be honest with you, they look like those same kind of guns that you use in the five shot uh, sport, shooting sport. But yeah, cute girls doing rifle things. So there you go. So let's okay. It's we've been on for a while. We've been talking for a while. If you're still listening. Thank you. You're fucking awesome. You're fucking cool. Here's the big things I got, okay? Here's the big things I got, okay? The two big things I got is you might have heard that X Hentai website is gone. Uh, I thought I saw a screen cap from uh, the homie in our Discord, Sean W., saying that it was back. But then, like, um, one of our longtime awesome friend and guest chris uh chris ramasama uh said he just checked and it wasn't on it wasn't up anymore so um shout out to chris and shout out to sean i just i yeah apparently it got taken down um the country of origin where the server was has laws against child porn obviously so they were talking about trying to get all the shoda and and lolly stuff taken down or whatever but like I don't know. Like it, it, it. I think they. There was a bunch more stuff that Nick and and uh, Chris were talking about, but Chris had told me. Shout out to Chris again, the dude who who made it. The site deleted it due to personal reasons. I think he was fighting with the co-creators of the site. Originally, they wanted to remove the Lolly and Shota tags, but it was too much and they couldn't get it all or something. People got the whole site back backed up though so i'm sure we'll get something similar in the matter of months and then nick said yeah the website creator played himself and then um nick continued to say like he agreed to some dumb shit and it got burned because it wasn't in writing yeah i mean that shit the the reason why it's a big deal is because so lolly and showed stuff aside okay because i i obviously have my own personal opinions on that kind of content um, that stuff aside though, the, the, the issue is this, the issue is that so much content is gone that you cannot find in most any other place. And there was a lot of original art that was there, original comics and, and artwork that was there, um, that had their content on there for 10 plus years. So, I mean, it, it that, and, and it was a bunch of stuff that you couldn't get anywhere else. Um, you know, companies wouldn't produce this stuff or host this stuff or make dojins of this stuff, you know. It was all kinds of crap, and there was stuff that was exclusively on there, and there were artists who worked exclusively on there, you know. So when you... The the, the Shoda and Lolly content is, is its own thing, right? Okay, whatever. But it wasn't just that stuff that got taken down. It was all of it, and a lot of stuff got taken down. And a lot of stuff is lost. So there was there was even a post by uh, one of the the guys who said, 
y'all better start like downloading your stuff right now because I'm pretty sure it's going to get shut down. And then he had said something like he had tendonitis and some other stuff that he was been dealing with. But there were also other people coming out of the woodwork saying that, no, it was this and this. And obviously you, you heard what Nick said. So I don't know. But the the it's a big piece because it sucks when you're an artist and you have stuff on there and you got big because of that website and then it all gets taken down because of some some crap that went down, you know. And a lot of people are not going to have access to this stuff anymore and you can't get it anywhere else. You know, there was a lot of exclusive stuff on there that was really good. So that sucks. So hopefully someone can figure something out, uh, you know, for all the other content and, sh- and shit. So we'll see. Um Here's my big thing, and, and maybe you're sick of me talking about this, okay? But the um the, the the Sonic remodel, I just said in the last newscast that it got even pushed further back in to March 2020 now instead of the first original pushback it was gonna do. Um, and people are there's a lot of back and forth of like, oh y'all complain now, now y'all finally got what you wanted, and then there's people saying, well that's a good thing because that means they're listening to fans. And then people are saying, well, now it's a bad thing because now anytime something comes out, you can just bitch about it and they'll change it. And what does that say about the artist, you know? Um, ah, man, it's, it's difficult because I was definitely one of those people who complained about how he looked also. And so basically the reason I bring it up is because Jim Carrey weighed, on, weighed in on the situation. Obviously, he's done filming his stuff about it. You know, he's done filming his parts. As you know, Jim Carrey plays Dr. Ivor Robotnik, Dr. Eggman, in it. And he, uh, during the tele- Television Critics Association presentation uh, for his uptime, his upcoming Showtime show, Kidding, he addressed it, and his re- here was his thoughts on it. He said, I don't quite... N- I don't know quite how I feel about the audience being in on the creation of it. We'll see what that entails because sometimes you find that the collective consciousness decides it wants something and then when it gets it, I just want it. I didn't care about it. I just jumped on the bandwagon. Ownership of anything is going out the window for all of us. Which is kind of a good point. You know, sometimes sometimes you bitch and bitch and then you get it. When you finally get it, it's like, you don't really care about her anymore or whatever. But I don't think he's saying that about everyone. I think he's just saying that about like, because of meme culture, people saw like the Sonic memes of like how he looked and stuff and just hopped on it. Cause it was funny. They just hopped on this bandwagon about how he looked and how it was bad and all this stuff. And I'm definitely guilty of sharing some of those memes cause they were funny. But as someone who's also a Sonic fan, I definitely also had my opinions on his looks, you know, as much as anyone else did. But then, like, when a third of those, when a third of that collective consciousness is just people who are hopping on the bandwagon and sharing the memes for the memes and the lulls or whatever, then you kind of have to ask yourself, like, hmm, who are they really listening to here? Are they just listening to, because it's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. And I know you're sick of me talking about it because I talk about it all the time. But I always, the reason I have these opinion pieces at the end of the newscast is because I'm like sitting on the john or I'm in the shower or I'm eating with Trisha or something. And I'll just have this thought of like, wow, did I contribute to something that maybe 
potentially reprehensible. And I just don't want to be, it sucks, right? Because I, I try my best to be a good person and I try my best to like, to make people like me, you know what I mean? And I have a problem with that, okay? And I know I shouldn't do that, but I have an issue with that. I think a lot of people do. And um, I always try and be a good person. And I don't ever want to contribute to something that may be detrimental to someone else's health or career, you know? And I don't know. It, it was just interesting to think about. It was interesting to read what he said about it because then it made me think, like, hmm, did I contribute to that by sharing the memes or whatever, things like that. It's it's always good, uh, for me personally anyway, it's good for me to think about that and be healthy. Like, I, I think it's healthy for me to think about because I want to be able to to learn and grow and make myself a better person every day if I can. And it's just really interesting. It, and it's not just the Sonic movie. It's, it's everything else. Cause like, if you remember like however many months ago on the newscast, when I had an opinion piece about it for the first time, I was saying how it was good. Cause it was like, Oh, it was great because they listened to us and now they're going to change it and whatever. And I had no thought about how it was going to affect the animators themselves at all. And there was this Twitter thread of some 3D animators talking about how it was like, it was like, no, we just do what the client wants, you know? So this, these major studios and executive producers, you know, they're the ones making the decisions, calling the shots and shit. And it's cool that they listen to us, but at the same time, now they're going to go to these animators without knowing how hard it is. And they're just going to be like, redo it and then my only thought to that is go for the throat and go right to the source and that source is this the executive producers and the character their the initial character designers what the fuck were you guys doing because now you have started this whole fucking chain of bullcrap you've made these 3d animators make this ugly sonic and now us the consumer complained and bitched about it and shared memes and I'm guilty of that also I'm not like I'm not not including me in that but like now you're going back and making them redo it and it's like it's like you can I'm not trying to place blame okay but if you if I were and I had the power to place the blame I would place it on the producers and the original character designer the movie's character designer what the fuck were you guys doing? <laughs> like, I just, I just want to know if, if you, I know we're just some podcast. Okay. We get about a thousand listens every week. You know, we're just some anime podcast, whatever. Okay. But if you are hearing this, I just want to know and, and come at me if I'm wrong, come straight for me. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm out of line here, but what what are you doing? What were you doing as someone who's a graphic designer and someone who has to, just do what the client wants in that aspect. I know exactly what that's like. And you know what? I'll design 10 logos for somebody and they'll choose the one that's probably not the best looking, but you know what? They're giving me money for it and it's what they want. So I'm going to give it to them. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> and I'll still put my name on it cause I did it. You know, it's fine. I don't care about that. I don't care how it makes me look. I, I it, it's their logo. It's the one they chose. So, but I, I, I get that. We just have to do what you want us to do. But at the same time, it's kind of like, what were you doing in the first place? 
telling these guys to do it, you know, and they're just supposed to shut up and do it. Man, that sucks. That sucks. That really sucks. So I hope we're happy with the redesign because these fucking animators are probably bleeding at the fingertips right now, redesigning it. So just kind of think about that going forward. Let me know if you agree with me. Or let me know if I'm out of line. I don't know. I don't think I am, to be honest with you. But, you know, I, I can be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things all the time. So, you know, let me know what you think about that. That being said, I hope you enjoyed this long newscast. I am probably going to go back to sorting more cards and shit. If you follow us on Discord, you know I've been posting a bunch of magic cards, Pokemon cards, Y Schwartz. I've been going through a lot of stuff and trying to sell stuff and get rid of stuff. And I even threw away a bunch of like basic land cards and shit, a bunch of crap. And Trisha found all my Game Boys. She found a bunch of missing cards that I had that were worth a lot of money. And yeah, man, whew, just going through a bunch of crap. Speaking of that, there's been talks about starting a a Skype card game league on Anime Summit Card Game League. Um, I'm working on it. I've got some things in the work for in the works for you that I'm going to upload to Anime Summit Extra in the coming months here. And for you patrons, you guys are going to get those videos before anyone else. So think about it. Think about it. All right. I've been Sam, your favorite Femtaku host, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>